This episode of RZ Weekly is brought to you by Kita for Home Plus. We all know families whose children are not studying in formal Jewish education for any number of reasons. Could be COVID, could be the school wasn't right for them, could be financial, but they still are looking for a meaningful Jewish learning solution for their children. That's why we created Kita for Home Plus. Kita for Home Plus is modeled after the world-famous Khan Academy using flipped learning, YouTube videos, and Google Forms to allow children to learn classic Judaic subjects, Mishnah, Chumash, and Gemara, on their own time, on their own schedule, in a way that's exciting and meaningful for them to learn. We're starting a new semester of Kita for Home called Kita for Home Plus, in which children will learn three courses, Mishnah, Chumash, and Gemara, each week, plus have a Zoom lesson to meet with the teacher, that would be me, as well as interact with other students in the class. Kitab for Home lessons are designed for students in middle school from grades five through grades eight and focus on basic skills, decoding of text, understanding of shorashim, critical skills that children need that serve as a foundation for Jewish learning throughout their lives. To learn more, log on to kitah.org slash home plus. That's kitah, K-I-T-A-H dot O-R-G slash home plus. And now back to the show. podcast about modern orthodoxy, religious Zionism, and everything in between. Today we are, uh, we're down a man, sadly. We're not, Rabbi Johnny Solomon is not able to be with us. He's taking care of family matters, and uh, we wish Rabbi Johnny the best, and God willing, he'll be back with us uh, next week. I'm here with Harabini Mali Bravsky. Hello, Harabini Bravsky. Hello. How are you? Baruch Hashem. How are you? Yeah, how's your week been? Your week's been okay? Yes, it has. Thank God. All right. Um, today, we're not going to go through our whole bios because we're, I'm going to talk to Rabbi Malibrovsky specifically in the hat that she wears as a clinical social worker in light of an article that came out in the Motsash magazine of Makor Rishon called Dine Nefashot. Dine Nefashot literally means it, it's a play on words, as pretty much every Israeli headline ever is. Dine Nefashot really means little matters of life and death. But here it's talking about the laws of the nefesh. Nefesh meaning um, psychological well-being, mm-hmm. spiritual psychological well-being. So it's, a, it's quite a clever play on words. But the topic is, and I'll read it in Hebrew and I'll translate, meaning the hastara is hiding and loneliness of students with, with uh, psychological problems in Hezder Yeshiva. And the article inside is, I think, a tour de force. It's a very powerful article. It's something that uh, any parent who's ever sent their children away to Yeshiva or a seminary thinks about and is aware about and knows about. And also, uh, is a little bit shocking to read to the degree, the degree that Hezder Yeshivot uh, are either willfully, um, definitely I would say, um, uh, I, I don't know if they're willfully ignorant of this issue, but they, they're, the lack of professional staff in the vast majority of Hezder Yeshivot, if you'd ask me, borders on either professional, um, what's the word on malpractice, or worse, professional malpractice and worse. I'm just going to, Mo- Molly, we're going to get to you, obviously, and we're going to let you talk. Because this is, as uh, when I raised this issue to Malia, I was like, oh, this is an article. She's like, uh, that's pretty much what I do. That's my professional life. Uh, I, I, yes, yes. Meaning I have, I have uh, extensive experience with, um, certainly with uh, this age group, but particularly also with young men in Yeshivot Hezder. That is a um, portion of my clientele, for sure. Okay. So that, that being said, so I have to just share with our listeners some of what the article describes. So first of all, it was like, part of the article was, it was, was about um, interviewing some young men who had, 
real psychological issues and, and traumas and, and, and the total lack of understanding and the and, uh, total lack of awareness of how to actually deal with this in the yeshiva it has there. But that, that's one thing. The, the, the real question is, uh, is there any professional psychological staff that's assigned to these, to these institutions? Meaning, and I'll explain why, like in Israel, every single school from, uh, you know, your, your, your uh, a basic elementary school through high school, even colleges, that's what's called a yoetz. Now, yoetz is not a psychologist, but the yoetz is, um, is, is psychologically trained and trained to deal with uh, psychological issues and trained to identify them and to address them. That's the job of the yoetz, to, to consult with the teachers and the parents and to deal with the psycho-spiritual, psycho-educational needs of the students in the school. They have it in the army. They have it in, even in, in, in the university. There's, a, there's a psycho psychological services. But for, for reasons that are, we're going to talk about, and I, hope, I think Molly will, we both have things to say about this, that it almost doesn't exist in Yeshivot Hezder at all. You go to Yeshivot Hezder, which is funded between you and me, Molly, by the, uh, by, partially by Misrata Chinuch and partially by, I don't know, by the army, I guess, or whatever. There is no such thing as a Yoetz. Even more infuriating than that, is when, when, the, when, the, um, when the interviewer asked uh, somebody who's on the staff of a yeshivat has there, okay, Rav Yoel Manovich, he was interviewing and said, do you think that there should be professionals in the yeshiva on a permanent basis? I mean, do you think they should have psychological staff? And he says, yeshiva hi lo klinika v'lo kupat cholim. Yeshiva is not a psychological clinic. Yeshiva miyatzeret Torah o miyatzeret gadlut. Ubazei yoseket. We deal with creating Torah and Godlut, Godlut, Godless, if you, you know, I'll translate. And it's like, we have other kinds of, of there's no uh, gym teacher, because I, even though I want them to be healthy, there's no fina- financial advisor, even though I could, uh, you know, take my call people. And some students, I send them outside. I thought that comment was just beyond the pale. It made my head explode to think that, you know, well, we don't give them the financial, we don't bring it, have a permanent financial advisor in, in this yeshiva, so why in the world would I have a psychological advisor? Well, Molly, should I get, should I, should I get started? Or like, I'm, I'm, get I'm, started, and then I will respond to everything you're saying. <laughs> Students are in yeshiva at perhaps the most precarious time in their life. For many of them, it's the first time they have ever left home. They're confronting fundamental questions about their identity. Moreover, they're in perhaps, perhaps, I don't know about the army itself, the most pressurized uh, uh, time in their lives where they're literally busy and driven by the yeshiva to be busy from morning until night. And the standards of success in all yeshivot are incredibly, incredibly high. That's just some of the reasons why uh, students would have psychological issues and problems, and many of them do, and we're going to get to the quote from the Rosh Hashiva later, okay, many of them absolutely do, and to, to claim that, well, you know, we don't have financial advisors, and we don't have gym teachers, so why in the world would I have a psychological staff? It belies the whole purpose of your being there to, 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 to develop these young people, these young men, um, we can also talk about women in Midrashot, but we'll talk specifically about these, to, de- to develop these young men, and to ensure that they're doing it in a healthy way. Molly, this is like, it's, I, have, I have knowledge of situations where this has come up. This is criminal. And I really think bordering on the criminal. It's definitely, I feel, you know, like what I say, professionally incompetent uh, or even malpractice on a professional level. And probably if you'd ask me, um, I guess, actionable, if the yeshiva takes responsibility for young people and doesn't do anything about it, Try to explain to me, Molly. Well, you now, now you're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading an article. You know firsthand. Is the article accurate? Let's ask that. Are we being, is it being fair to the yeshivot? And if it is being fair, what the heck? Okay, so so let's make a little bit of Seder. So first, that was like seven minutes of me. So yeah, no, that's, just, totally, that's totally fine <laughs> and good. So, so first of all, the article is accurate. Um, but I, I just want to say one of the things that the article says, which maybe you miss when you're reading for the first time because you're so shocked by this sense of um, students not getting what they need, things that are said in this article, which are very true, is that there's a very broad spectrum of yeshivot hezder, 
and the range of how they manage issues of mental health varies very greatly from yeshiva to yeshiva. So obviously, I think the, a yeshiva that will say things like, we don't have mental health issues in our yeshiva. Ain't of our kazet. Oh, I'm saving that quote. Okay, yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> so that is clearly egregious. And there I would say borders on like, I would not send my child to a yeshiva where the Rosh Yeshiva would say something like that, right? Like, Well, how would you know though? How would okay. you know? I think you should, I think one of the things that you should find out from a yeshivat hasader is, um, I would even ask straight out like, do you have a mental health professional on staff? And if you don't, how do you deal with, with it when um, invariably one of your students is, is going to have mental health issues? And see huh. how they answer. And, and that will very much give you a sense. Like if they say, Ma Piton, we don't have them. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. And then, but then I would <laughs> Wait, say- Wait, did you ask that when, you're, when your children go, went to institutions? So did you I would definitely ask it. Um, I, I no, no, knew. no, no. You have sent, well, you well, have listen, sent children to my daughters. To I know, I know at first hand, I have a working relationship with how my daughter goes to Medellos. It's not a secret. I have a working relationship with the people there and I know how they deal with mental health. Um, my son's yeshiva, um, I didn't ask, and this is where I want to, this is like the next stage, which is what I want to say is to be fair to. The, the person who you quoted, I think it was from Yeshivat Chispin, right? And you quoted him and you were like, what kind of a ridiculous approach? He doesn't have a mental health professional on staff. That's insane. I think you were doing him a little bit of an injustice because I what I think is I still would prefer a different model than what he has in Chispin, right? And what I think a lot of um, Yeshivot have where they don't have a formal mental health professional on staff. Yet, if you read what he says, what he says is... If we have somebody who who um, demonstrates a need for psychological um, tipul, we um, we refer them out. I'm I'm assuming they also have professionals with whom they work. And he also said we even sometimes pay for their therapy, right? No, so, Molly, I, I I don't think I was being unfair because the problem isn't. What, of course, if you have, if God forbid, Lo Alenu, a okay, child comes down I'm with just, cancer, we'll send him to a cancer specialist. The problem okay, isn't sending I don't, out. I don't the problem is with you. identifying I don't and knowing with you. that kid has a problem. I, I don't disagree with you, which is why what I very strongly believe. But I, I think I think what what the issue is is an issue of awareness. Wait, let's go back. Wait, go, let's go back. Let's go back. Go back. Go back. Because I, I stopped you, and that's not fair. Um, 80s has the issue both. You said there's a What'd spectrum. You say? Yeah. You, so 80s? now, you what say? I want to know is there's 80 Hester Yeshiva. Right. I don't know the like, numbers, the truth is, and I'd actually be interested well, no, but, in the numbers. So but, it'd be interesting to know what, what's your perception of like the so, average, most of it. Right. So I would guess that the average probably functions like that, like that Rosh Yeshiva said. Because what do they think? And, and I think it's even quoted in the article. They're like, well, we have rabbis, and, and the role of the rabbis is to talk to the students and to get to know them and to see. Um, how they're doing emotionally. Um, sometimes we even have rabbis, Sha'avar course that, you know, has hachshara and this and that, and like, you know, took a course in like, you know, listening or took a course in, in, in tipul zugi or whatever it is. And so we know how to identify it and then we, we deal with it accordingly. Now, I don't like that approach for multiple reasons, which maybe I'll, I'll get to later. And the quotes are, and the reasons are actually, actually quoted in the article. I think it's actually dangerous um, when people don't understand where their professional boundaries are. I think, and I see, I think in general with rabbis, right? A rub, rabbis get a lot of pniot, nafshiot, right? It could be a rub of the community who gets um, domestic, who gets divorce questions, shalom bias questions, abuse questions, sexual abuse questions. And I think that um, rabbis need, A, to to become trained. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because this is also what I think should happen in the Hezder Yeshiva. But um, let's just say, let's just say that um, we're, we're not yet at the level where you've hired a mental health professional, which I think you have, right? But certainly at the minimal, at the minimum, what should happen in every Hester Yeshiva is that the, their staff should undergo a training in A, how to identify issues, and B, when to know when it's beyond their capability. Um, because those are things yeah. that that happen a lot. We, it's not what you, if that's not what you want to talk about, we don't have to. But I'm saying that, that to me is a pet peeve because um, 
and also and and see they and this is why I think there should be a mental health professional on staff, but who to talk to when they need advice, which they're invariably going to need about how the interplay between the yeshiva and the mental health issue that this client that the student is is um, demonstrating, which is why. Right, which is why I really believe. Let me just one more sentence. That the ideal situation is that every Hesder yeshiva, every institution like this, should have some somewhere on staff a mental health professional who is a fully trained mental health professional, not somebody who took a course here or a course there, somebody who has a degree who is recognized as a mental health professional. Now, what that looks like in each yeshiva may be different. Yeah, you're, you're jumping the gun. I want to go back yeah. before you come to solutions. I want to explain to me, in your understanding, why is there, meaning if these people worked in schools, they know schools, there's a, they know there's a UA, they know such a thing as psychology. Why is there such a, re, a reluctance or a fear of, of psych, psychological services or professionals in these, in these yeshivot? Right. And I, I don't know if it's true in the seminaries, we'll say in these yeshivot. Okay. So I think part of it is, is it could be that there's like you're you're assuming that there's a fear or like a like a reluctance or a turning away. It could just be kind of more of a question of like when they ask themselves what's their mandate and what's their responsibility for their students, right? They don't necessarily think that part, meaning what is their mandate, right? Meaning when when it, it, I was actually speaking to my son about this. When you go to um, university, are they responsible for your mental health? Now, it happens to be that universities do have mental health counseling, right? But like the yeshiva is somewhere like on some level, it's like you're an adult now, right? So is it their mandate to be responsible for your mental health? At the same time, right, as opposed to like a high school. I, I like actually strongly local, disagree with that comparison. Just I, a I strongly disagree with that comparison. University is a, is a totally different ballgame. Right. You're okay. kind of on your own. You're adults. I you're doing have, your own I thing. I agree with you. But it's very impersonal. Yeshivot is in, is in, in like, you're yes. in, in, let's say, high school. Correct. You're in your parents' house. You're in their responsibility. Here is the first time the yeshiva itself considers itself um, a tefet, a I fully agree, encompassing which is exactly environment. what I think yeshivot has their need to learn, right? If you ask the yeshiva, what's your mandate? They would say our mandate is to um, develop the um, spiritual and um, intellectual and learning capacities of our students. But we also care, even that guy who you quoted, he was like, we want people to learn Torah, right? Of course, they all, of course he does. They, They're not bad people. Correct. So when they think about their mandate, they think their mandate is to make sure that their students are emotionally happy and healthy. The problem is that they don't recognize that what that means is that they need a mental health professional on board because often they think, well, well we have a system that ensures that our students are emotionally healthy and, and happy. Um, we have a lot of support. We have Madrichim. We have Ramim, who have individual conversations. We have Rashi Yeshiva that are here for the students to talk to. And when an issue, when a mental health issue comes up, then we deal with it. We we find them a psychologist, and they think that they're actually doing enough. And especially because they do put an emphasis on. A, a lot of spiritual growth and a lot of personal growth. And sometimes a lot of these yeshivot, especially in Israel, certainly the, the, the women's institutions, are running all kinds of sadna'ot. Oh, there's a yamima seminar going on. And there's a like sadna'at tefillah and chibur nafshi, right? They're doing all kinds of things that have to do with, with spirituality and with personal development. They think that they're taking care of that. And what they don't recognize is that the, the mental health issues that a certain degree of their students are coming in with are what they have to provide is not enough not enough to identify the students and what they need and it's not enough to provide this it's, it's not enough to, to deal with um with they're, they're actually lacking it's like what you're saying no it's not a chadar kosher guy having a mental health professional on staff is no longer like having a chadar kosher it's not a luxury it's more like having um I, I, I don't know, like a chovesh like anetiyo. You've got to have it. And, and, I, and I agree with you. And I think, by the way, that awareness, this might come to your question of like, why are the yeshivot has dared behind? Awareness of mental health is growing rapidly, thank God. And it's another thing it says in the article. It's like, 
we, I spoke, all these boys were like, I spoke to my friends and they were totally chill with it and they totally got it and they were curious and they didn't have stigma, right? Like the modern world is becoming more and more open to understanding that mental health issues are no different or, I mean, they're different in certain ways, but like in terms of stigma should be no different than a physical health issue, right? You, sh- you wouldn't be embarrassed that you have diabetes. So the same way you shouldn't feel uncomfortable revealing that you um, have panic disorder, or that you have OCD. And I think the students are, thank God, society is becoming more open in this way. And the students in this way are maybe ahead of the Ravanim. They're ahead of the Yeshivot. And maybe Yeshivot, you're right, I will grant you, certainly many of them, they are old school. They are hidebound. And they do need to become aware of this. But I do want to give them the credit to say that many of them are willing to, to, to learn and they're open and they're willing to have these conversations. Um, and, and that's to their credit because every, it's, it's a learning curve and there's a learning process. And as long as that learning process is going on, I, I will respect the history of Yeshiva and I will, my attitude is, how can I be helpful to you? And how, how can I help you um, figure out how to be, what you can put into place to actually um, provide services that you're not providing that need to be provided? Okay. Uh, I am. I think you're being down the cuffs, which is great. I mean, you're Maybe always... Maybe it's just because that's, of, the, the, that's of, your the, job. of the institutions that I've worked with, and that's the impression right. that I've gotten. And it doesn't mean well, the institutions quick, that I've worked with are break. warm and fuzzy and get and, and no, like, no, no. they're not. But, but, but there's, a, there's, a, they, there's a sincerity about helping their students. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back. Yeah. After this, stay with us. Okay, Amali, I think, and we're back, sorry. I think, um, I, I think obviously, I don't think people are evil people. I really don't, chas v'shalom. But I, and you, when you talk about old school, I think there's two kinds of old school. There's the old school that like, we, weren't, we don't have experience with this and there's a stigma. But I think you're ignoring something that I, I think is out there that, that we have to think of in a, in a broader sense and address as well. I think that among, maybe you'll say it's old school, maybe it's a, a certain segment of the population, there's a distrust of yeah. mental health professionals mm-hmm. and mental health services. And help, like on the one hand, that who knows what kind of sexual whatever, and we've heard about Freud and God only knows what, and especially and if you've never heard anything. And my gay students, they're going to tell them that it's if, okay for them to be... Correct, yes. correct. Especially if, you, if you've never learned anything, you don't know anything, then all you know about is like, you know, what you hear in, in the media and what have you, and you know, like, you've, you've heard of, like I said, like Freud, and that's about it, on the one hand. And on the other hand, like, you were raised that the Torah is the solution to everything. Right. So, so... You know, just uh, recite another Tehillim and uh, learn Mesilat Yisharim and Chobot uh, Alevavot and uh, we'll work it out. Right. And it's great. I agree. And, and, I, and so I think you're like, on the one hand, you have old school, but I don't think it's just that. I think there's an antagonism bordering, and that's where I think that this uh, Yes, this but again, I, don't, I think that you have a, a big spectrum of Yeshivot Hezder, and I think you'll find that in a certain um, mode of Yeshivot Hezder. And you won't find it in all of them. And so, oh, I agree. That I agree and, with. And I think I so that, that I think is important. So I think you're right to raise it. The article actually raises it and then makes those two very excellent points, right? One being um, there's like a, oh, no, do I trust psychology? And the other being, 
but is it enough if my Ram loves Torah and loves my student and then that, there the answers will be in Torah, right? And and we'll just learn a little more Masila Sasharim and everything will be fine. Um, but but again, that that those yeshivot, I think, need to be educated. There's no question in my mind. Those yeshivot need totally to be Totally disagree. That won't help at all. Those yeshivot need to be forced. They the need Seder. to be coerced. Uh, okay, I, I'm just saying, how do you do that? How do you do how that? How do you do that? You go to the Misrata or whatever, the and you say, you, say that. you, you, say, you say, go to the so Igud Yeshivot Hezer, so and you say, enough is enough. Say that. That's fine. But I'm just telling you from a professional perspective, I'm thinking about, for example, let's say, how do you address uh, sexual abuse in the Haredi community? You want to try to force them to address their issues? Good luck. A much better way to do it, and they found this clinically, a much better way to do it is to partner with the rabbis and the teachers and the spiritual leaders, gain their trust, right? Find um, mental health professionals who they can trust, who maybe come from their world, right? Who, 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 who um, speak their language. It's called having um, cultural competence, right? Find culturally competent professionals. Well, we come from the Hezer world. This is our world. So, I'm saying, so what I'm saying to you is that's why I, I, in my mind, the path is to open up dialogue between the Hezer Yeshivot and mental health professionals. And maybe the answer is from educated, knowledgeable, experienced in this world, mental health professionals. That, Every I think, single is one of these yeshivot has, without a doubt, 20 to 50 bogrim, graduates of their yeshiva who are quality mental health professionals. Okay. Um, without and a doubt. slowly it's happening. Right? And, be, and for Ruby, whatever reason... Slowly it's happening. But by the way, again... I, I have to read the story. I have to read the story from the article just because you alluded to it. So there's this uh, this uh, psychologist Gidon Fine right. who's so interviewed he was, in the article. He, but I just want to say you're quoting a, uh, uh, you're, you're quoting and it should be quoted, and it's a horrible story. I don't think that that's typical. I think that that's an. Extreme. How do you how do you know? Because I'm thinking about. Um, I mean, obviously, maybe to the you article. Want me to quote so vote? I'll quote your Hezer vote that I would be shocked if that was their attitude. Okay. You no, should, I don't want you to tell me which one. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not saying ones, ones, say ones I necessarily ones. worked with. I'm just saying ones that that like, you know, like. I can't imagine, again, I, I don't want to look tayeg, you know, kav and not kav and this and that, but I can't imagine that your yeshivot has there that are, um, let's say, the, the many yeshivot has there that were born out of the philosophy of, of yeshivat haratzion, even though yeshivat haratzion is cold and whatever, yeshivat haratzion is very much on board, that I'm comfortable saying, right? Um, but everyone that was born from them, you know what I'm saying? Well, not everyone, but many of the ones that were born from them I would be, or the Rosh Yeshivas came from there, I would be shocked if they wouldn't be open to a dialogue like this. I would be shocked. So I'll read the story. Okay, so but but again, was what invited. I want to come back to, by the way, you can read the story, but what I want to come back to... <laughs> you don't to, want me to read the story. No, no, I, I do, but I, I also want to say something else, which is the students themselves, like, there, there's a very deep, like, like, students themselves don't have a full understanding of... Like, why, why would there be a mental health professional in my yeshiva? It's a yeshiva. I mean, a student who has... Who has a mental Wait, health never issue? Asked, I, first of all, by the way, I'm not saying an on staff. Like, are you yeah, but that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying like, is this: it, it's why, not why, as simple as you make, you're, you're the, basically the student, saying. The students, one second, they go to. They just came from Yeshiva Tichoni, where there was a Yoetz, and they didn't think twice about it. Not twice. Know, it's, that's there, what it but is. But a lot of people say, but now I'm going to Yeshiva. I'm there to learn. I'm there to grow. I don't need a Yoetz. Right? What do I need so then don't go. <laughs> Great. And just but, like you didn't go to the Yoetz in your high school, you don't have to go to Yoetz. He's not there for you. All I'm saying is. You, they could argue. You think the students don't want it? That's that why the students don't want it. Some students might have that attitude. What I'm saying, well, the reason well, I'm, I'm not going is, to yeshiva if there's a yeshiva. No, awaits. not I'm not going. But like Mapitom, why should there be a wait? So what I'm saying is, the yeshiva has. Have to Have you think ever about, encountered that experience? Yeah, from I, the kids? I, yeah, I've had guys who are like, why, "Why would this is not this is not high school? I don't need the like guidance counselor. Like if I have a problem, I'll talk to my ram and and I'll talk to my parents and they'll find me a psychologist. Like why would I need a psychologist sitting there in medrash? That's weird. So but what uh, wait, I'm wait, saying wait, 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 you just got me there. One second. Wait, wait, but can the I just finish problem, what I'm obviously, saying? Because I want to clarify yeah. this point. This is very important, right? Which is what I'm saying is every yeshiva has to think about. How can we bring aboard a mental health professional in a way that seamlessly works with our yeshiva and in a way that, that um, again, the Ramim understands his role, the students understand his role, and it makes sense to everybody. And there are ways to do it. And it could be that in every yeshiva, that mental health professional's role will look different. In some yeshiva, it could be 
someone who has professional hours. And, and others, it could be somebody who sits in the base medrash most of the time, but they know he's a mental health professional and you can always go to him. In a third yeshiva, and I actually think this should probably happen in all yeshiva, that mental health professional should meet every student and have like a like a, a first preliminary conversation just to get to know everybody and to get, right? There's so many ways to do this, but what I'm, what I'm trying to point out to you is that it has to be done in a way that works with the ethos of the yeshiva and there's a lot of education that the yeshiva needs to be gotten to understand, wait, what exactly is our ethos? Where are the obstacles that our ethos is presenting? And I, I want to tell you one story, then you can read your horrible story, right? I so, want to ask you something. You keep talking. I, mean, I, I told okay, you to talk, okay. but I want to, what, I, what I wanted to say was, it's not like the, uh, if, a, if a child, God forbid, if a, if a young man is schizophrenic, everybody knows there's a problem. It's easy to, 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 right. to send that, 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 child, that, that, that boy out. The, the trick is, when when the Ram is talking to these kids and they're aware of them, they know they're aware of them. I'm not saying they're not aware, God forbid. The problem isn't that they, they, they don't see behavior. The problem is they don't have the tools to identify right. behavior. Correct. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think perhaps, I don't even know if I need the Yoets to be there for the kids. Right. I think I need them to be there for the Ram. Correct. For the Yoets to go, okay, let's go over all this thing. What are they doing this week? Oh, what do you know? Listen, Baruch has been has been in his room for the 1, past two 000%, weeks. One thousand percent, which is what, 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 what right? Which but is, they're not to happen that. Not, no, that's we, what, we what I'm saying be, to you is we do need mental health professionals in conjunction on staff working with for these types of things. First of all, to be available for students, and second of all, to help the staff know how to handle students. So that's a really good example, right? So. And, and, and again, like I, I don't, I can't say too much because of, of confidentiality. But if I got, I've gotten phone calls where, like, I've had questions such as, "How tough should we be on this student about, let's just say, attendance? Not getting up for davening. Yeah, the let's kid just say not get getting up. up for davening, right? And and I need <laughs> like to like every kid, like right. that's really hard. And that's I really really hard because every kid wants correct. to sleep. And it's, correct. Where, and the I need to say to the ram, right? Please trust me. This is not where you need to be putting the pressure on the kid. But, but because he trusts me, right, and because he understands that I get it, and because I have empathy for the value of tefillah, and because he can then say to me, wait a second, are you telling me that I should let this kid be the entire year without, you know, um, asking him to, to get up for davening? And it also affects his roommates, and it's going to affect the Aviran, the Beit Midrash. And if I allow all the students to do this, right? So I need to, be, they need a mental health professional that's able to say, I hear those concerns, those are legitimate concerns, um, I think in this particular case, and then I can give advice. Maybe I would say in this particular case, yes, it's Bikuach Nefesh, get, let him, get him off the hook for the whole year. Maybe I'd say in this particular case, let's give him three months and then let's reassess, right? Um, I, I, can, I, I can say I understand your anxiety, I understand your issues with the, uh, with the rest of the, the, the group, but I'm also telling you that the message to the other kids, if what they understand is that, um, this kid, if this kid is open, is, if, if in this particular case they know why this kid is in bed, that might actually be a better message to the kids, right? Like I can die if I can dialogue with the with the yeshiva staff about what's happening. That's to the benefit of the of the student and of the staff and of the yeshiva as a whole. And and so that's a really important piece is the the mental health professional helping to guide the 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 ramim and in other example and i'll keep this short but just exactly what you said is they might think that they have all the answers well the answers in torah well i gave him great advice i told him that he should like you know just push himself till you can do it that's right that's what the ram says and i need to say to that to that um ram um in this case what this kid needs is um is is support for what he's doing and not to be pushed harder. Or maybe there'll be an opposite case. Maybe the Ram will say, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that if I push him, um, he's going to go over the edge. And I can say, no, what this kid needs is is for you to, to get a message from you that you think he can do it, right? There can be so many different ways it can go. And, and that's why they uh, need... But I think actually what you're describing is exactly what they're afraid of. Meaning you need to that's, know that that's student why, so well. You need to know that student so well. Correct. So that's then they're why sort they of off-ramping. But we're the staff. That's Who needs some psychologist need to, to tell us how to run our That's why yeshiva. they need to trust the mental health professional, which is why I'm saying I don't think mandating it works, as well as building systems where they bring in staff that they trust. 
They bring in people that they that they trust to understand what they're doing, right? And that who know how to talk also to the Ramim and who know how to say to them, I also believe in the value of Talmud Torah, right? I, I, and, but I think this kid will actually learn more, right, if you tell him that he has to come to Seder Boker, but he doesn't have to come to Chugim, right? Or I think, you know, the kid will, you should understand that right now the kid's having a hard week because he had a, diff, by the way, all this with Vitor Sodiud, I can't talk to any Ram before the student gives me permission, but the kid got a phone call from, from someone and it threw him off. He's fine. You know, give him two days and then yes, then actually do check up on him and do tell him that he should be coming to class, right? And, and maybe we have to have difficult conversations about when a kid can't be in yeshiva anymore because he can't function. And that's, that, that has also happened. I've had conversations like that as well, right? But the, the fundamental, most important thing is trust that the Ram trusts the professional, that they're giving sound advice, but the, Ram also, but, but, the, but the professional has to also understand the world of the yeshiva and respect its values. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And the, the, the second piece that you mentioned that I want to say is, how do you create an environment where the students feel comfortable talking to this person, right? For, for many of the students, why would I go to like, you know, why would I talk to that guy? Often, the student will be more likely to talk to somebody if they feel they're also a person they can, let's say, admire in Torah, right? And so if you hire somebody who, um, you know, is, is also a Talmud Chacham, who also sits in the base medrash or whatever it is, but he's also that, the By the way, I don't know how many, are there, are there that many of those out there? Baruch That's Hashem, they are, they are developing and they are growing. And I think that is a very um, important field, is, is people who have, who, are, who have both hats. But then they have tricky questions about boundaries. By the way, boundaries is a giant one. Oh, I'm just going to have the students in my house all day, all the time. It's like they're my children. That's not healthy. The, those students need to understand that they're not your children. You're their teacher, right? So, so you think you're helping this kid by, I, I don't know, maybe the opposite, being too permissive. This kid needs boundaries, right? But, but, they, but, the, but the, the Ram out of love or the teacher out of love might not have high enough boundaries. And that's, again, where you need a mental health professional to tell them. So, so I have a really interesting question for you. Do you like, when I went to yeshiva, there was no psychologist right. on staff. Um, and we kind of dealt with it. I mean, I wasn't aware of many issues. I mean, there were obviously some kids who had issues, but we kind of dealt with it. Is it greater awareness of mental health issues now and it was always as bad as it is? Or I have to say, my perception is also that for, I don't know, you can say the smartphone generation or, or greater pressure or greater social anxiety, or is there also really greater manifestation of social issues and maybe part of the problem is it really is just fundamentally different now than it was yeah. when these, these when these Ramim came of age. Right. So I would say yes to both. I think that probably and I think if you think back, um, you know, like to your experience, you probably were like, wow, there probably were a lot of people that were walking around with undiagnosed mental health issues that could have used help that didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, it was one of them. Exactly. <laughs> right. We, and we all can identify that. So I think that's also true. Right. I also do think, and this is this is like studies have demonstrated that certainly in adolescence, um, incidences of anxiety and depression are definitely on the rise. So I think both things are true, which again just makes the point even stronger. Like you can't; it's it's not a luxury anymore to have a mental health professional strongly involved in your program, or you have a to have a system, a, a serious system of mental health. Again, some some people might not have, like it might be outsourced, but they are, but they but they work with three people that they work with really well, who they bring in closely, right? That's why I want to say, like, I I I'm, I I give leeway to institutions to figure out how this how to make this work, but it's not a luxury anymore to take mental health seriously and to take the mental health of your of your students seriously and to have a a system in place that includes professionals both for your staff and for your students. It's now a necessity. That is so, not a Molly, the article advice. mentioned the idea that, that Dr. Fine mentioned. He said some of the yeshivot, they send one of the Ramim to have a course in something or what have you. Right. And he noted, he said, he think that's worse than nothing. Right. Can you explain why? I didn't understand because, that. Because a little why? knowledge is a dangerous thing. And that's what I was talking about before, right? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of where, where that could be. Because, because I'll, I'll just say broadly instead of, you know, trying to think of a concrete example. 
when you're dealing with DNA nefesho, you really have to know. It, it's like saying, um, instead of having a oh, doctor I, uh, on board. I saw on the internet on, uh, on, yeah, uh, instead of having on help. A doctor on board, <laughs> I'll just hire somebody. We'll, we'll just have like a paramedic, right? And so like when the kid has appendicitis, we'll send the kid to the paramedic and that'll be fine. You would never do such a thing, right? So here too, mental health is so delicate. And, and when you're dealing with serious mental health issues, you can do you you can be you you can do harm, right? It, with the best of intentions, well, you, can you can do. do. They do do harm. You, yes, do you do, do harm. harm, and so a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. And again, that's what I was saying before about who like think that they can solve like shalom bias issues and 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 domestic issues and 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 deal with all kinds of if they're they have to know where their boundaries are, what they can do, when they need to refer out, and and they need to be trained to know where those lines are, because yes, a, a half, a half, a person who thinks he's more qualified than he a- has will do much more danger than a person who knows they're not qualified. Because the person who knows they're not qualified will will not do harm. They will say, "Whoa, this is out of my, you know, area of expertise," and they will they will go to the expert. The people who kind of think they're half experts, they are dangerous, or they have potential to be very dangerous. Okay, so I didn't tell my horror story, and I think I'm not going to, um, only because um, people are I think you're right. Article, you know, and see that right. See it. It's in the article. Actually, what I was going to say is that if our listeners want to, when I upload this uh, to the internet and we post a Facebook post, you can look at my feed, and uh, I'll share it in one of the comments if you're if you're really interested. Um, but because I think it might, it, it's it's definitely like uh, an a, a, an extreme example. It definitely happens, but it's an extreme example. And I don't think it paints the vote. Maybe you're right. It doesn't paint the vote fairly. Um, that being said, okay, Molly, this is your job. Literally, it's your job. It's what you do. It's clearly a problem, a terrible, terrible problem that needs to be addressed. Uh, how are you going to fix it? Okay, so I, I will tell you that just practically, like I've had conversations with people who have been hired. First of all, because I do this. No, I don't mean a wedge yeshiva. How are you going to no, no, fix no. the ad- so we, what I'm saying you is Right. So right. So what I'm saying is, first of all, you do it on a case by case basis, right? Like, so um, those of us who work as mental health professionals, certainly in seminary, are in, are in dialogue with each other about how each seminary does it and what they're doing and what are best practices and what works and why does a seminary do it this way and why does that seminary do it that way? So those conversations happen. And I think uh, certainly in the American seminaries, at least the modern Orthodox ones, um, and, and some of the more yeshivish ones, for sure, it is now a given that there that there that there is mental health. Yeah, we were talking about Hezer yeshiva. Yes, just, okay. just for now a second, moving into Hezer yeshiva. The American yeshiva of any parents who are listening in America or yes. sending their kids. Every American yeshiva, they, and that includes American programs in Israeli Hezer yeshiva. Right. My impression is that the American. Pro- so you could have it. You could have a Hezer yeah, yeshiva. you could have a Hezer that yeshiva has that has a psychologist on staff for the English speaking kids. For sure, you can. Oh my for god. For sure, you can. Right. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I've had conversations now with people who've been calling me up and say, "I've been hired," or like, "This yeshiva wants to work with me on bringing in mental health um, for their students." You know, how do you suggest I go about it? Or this is what 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 they suggested. What issues do you think will come up? And it needs to be talked through. I want to also say that, like, now in my work with Wurzweiler, um, a lot of the placements, and it's, it's really, it's a lot of young yeshivish guys are in yeshivas. Now, this could be these are American yeshivas. These are not yeshivot hezder because these are a lot of Anglos, right? It's Wurzweiler, the Anglos, correct. But they're yeah. in yeshivas. You know, like it's happening. And my hope is that it's, that the, again, I think it's really about awareness. It's a wave that cannot be stopped. Right. If, if I saw it happen in the seminaries when you and I were in seminary, it didn't exist. I've watched it. So you have to write a follow up article. Molly, I'm sorry. You have to put right. it. This is maybe, your job. This is what you do. Maybe you have to write a follow up article that advocating for, for Yeshiva advocating Hester. exactly yeah. these things and like laying out the, for the points that you Correct. made and developing a relationship and Correct. establishing trust. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. You. You and have also to write this clarifying article. for the Yeshiva Hesder, because I think this is a big so. one, that it's possible. So I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to hack you on this. No, this is really I think you're right. Thing. And I think, again, I want to make this point. So I think it's really important. For anybody who's running Yeshivot has dare to hear me, it's possible that different Yeshivot has dare will have a diff- different systems that look different, that works for their institutions, and that's okay. They just need to think through with professionals how to, to create a system that's going to work best for their faculty, for the ethos of their Yeshiva, and for their students. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add, Molly? Uh, this uh, very fascinating 
No, Justin, I'm glad that you raised somewhat it. Somewhat depressing. It's not. Oh, what's that? I just I did yeah. want to add. I think that your first suggestion is probably a very important one. We're all parents, and the, and I think also yeah. change will happen when when we take our children to go visit the yeshiva, not in front of the kids because the kids will get mad at us. Uh-huh. But the, the but the parents, every parent should ask. Who is the mental health professional that's either on your staff or adjunct, Ad, adjunct yeah. to your staff? And if, you, if they say, we don't have that, then you as a parent say, I'm not going to say this to my I child, agree. but thank you very much, and my child will not be coming to this And yeshiva. I think more than that, I think especially the world that we live in, you and I, Ruby. And by the way, add that in your article too. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, again, I'm going I'm to say this again. Where there's... By, by the way, the bottom line is what I, I know these yeshiva and they're wonderful people. But if they think that it will cost them students, they'll have somebody yeah, else. Yeah, no, that's a hard-headed, practical approach. I, I, again, I just want to add, especially the yeshivas that think that they're so warm and fuzzy, right? They think they have so much ma'agalei siach, and they think that they that they that they that they that there's so much, you know, conversation about neshama, and they hire only ramim who are like extremely emotional, intelligent. Especially those yeshivot need to be explained to. It can come from parents. It can come from um, other, from educated rabbis. That's another, by the way, um, group of people that you should be like. Um, what's the word? Not picketing. You you should be you know like like you should be bothering right. The same way like I see this with sexual abuse right. When when a rav of a yeshuv decides that it's important that our community take on sexual abuse and then he joins the Vad Muganut and he goes to Hachsharot about Muganut and he becomes involved, that changes the, uh, um, the way the community sees it and it's going to change how other rabbis see it, right? So we have to also, the rabbis who are on board, right? They need to also speak out and they need to speak to other rabbis and maybe they need to have a Kenes Rabbanim about this issue. And it, the, the, the awareness needs to be raised. And again, especially for those who think, oh, no, we are so emotionally um, connected. If you're not professionally trained as a mental health professional, you're doing wonderful things. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not minimizing all of the wonderful things that you're doing, but there's something lacking if you, if you don't have that professionally trained piece in your in your system okay so uh, i know by next week i'll give you two weeks mm-hmm. and uh we're going to submit this article I'll, I'll i'll do my best to help you in hebrew it's a mccorvey shown and we'll get it published because that's what you do and that's the way to keep the ball rolling it was an important article and uh and it, it raised issues that i'm aware of that we're all aware of but it really needs to be it needs to be done and like you said i think it's best i would love to force people but that doesn't work so um so it's best to create awareness and to build awareness. And I'm sure there are allies who want to see this happen. And awareness and trust. Awareness and trust. And, and over action. time. Yeah. Over time. All right. Thanks, Thanks Molly. I really appreciate yeah, no, it. No, I'm glad you raised it because I think it's a really important topic. And I, I agree okay, with you. I think it's uh, a very good article. And that's good because you're going to write it. <laughs> no, I'm saying the article in Macquarie shown was, I think, overall balanced um, accurate. It's a long time coming, interestingly. It's interesting yeah. that it took so long. Maybe some. Usually what happens is somebody on the staff had an issue and then told sure. it, like said, we need an article about this. And usually I would, I would expect the art, I would have expected the article to be more, um, you know, dramatic or, 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 or sensationalized um, because in general that's what journalism does. And I thought this article was absolutely fair and, and, and accurate. So that was good. Wow. That's scary. <laughs> You're <laughs> saying it's scary that this is accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have comments, obviously, you know how to yeah, but reach us I, on Can I Facebook send a note, note of hope? You. Because I didn't, when I read the article, I didn't read it as so negative. Again, like that, the person that horrified you, when I was like, no, he's okay. He's basically saying, when an issue comes up, they No, he didn't horrify me. The second rabbi yes, that I didn't Of course. The rabbi me. who was like, and again, we'll, we'll tell what this, the guy said. The guy was like, you know, you tell me, because I don't even remember. It was so ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I closed the article. He said, he, he was talking to this mental health professional that was invited yes, to speak yes, to his yes, ramen. And he said, "Yeah, but do me a favor. Don't don't raise, don't raise any of that uh, psychology stuff." Right, exactly. And the guy's like, um, exactly. "Well, exactly. why not?" He said, "Well, I've been here twenty years. We never had any of that yeah, stuff. Right. And even if something happened, Hakol Niftar Yidei. See, I couldn't stop and not do it. Hakol Niftar Yidei Dvekut Chaverim B'Simcha. Everything we right. just had Dvekus and Simcha. Lifnei Kamashanim." I don't know what that even means. Before, like a few years ago, there was somebody, whatever, problematic. 
Lamadati, you don't see that, Yisharim. Then he fell the camera. We just had a chavrusa and it was, we solved the problem totally. Right. Okay, so I'm not surprised that's how they ended the article because it, it blows your mind. But, I, I, yeah. you know. I, I don't know. I, not, I'm sure uh, that's. If, I don't think. I'm sure that's an accurate story. I'm, I'm I don't sure know it's an accurate story. Is, I just don't. How common I don't is think it? that. I, again, I, maybe I'm naive, but at least in the world of mainstream. Um, yeah, I think you're naive. I really. I, I fear that you're naive. That's I, I hope not. I hope not. But sometimes I am. See, I fear and you hope, but you're working at it. Okay, in yeah. two weeks from today, you all can send an email to Molly and say, send us <laughs> your article, because I'm, I'm really I'm actually going to hack you about this. I really feel strongly about it. Thanks very much for talking about this. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks to uh, our sponsors. And thanks to my, um, uh, my son, Petacha, for the music. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. If you're listening for the second or third or more time, please share with your friends and family and expand the RZ community, because we always like having new members. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.